Welcome. To Arcade Audio. So much the music or the rain that started to fall. The miracle part of Woodstock was the peace could happen at all. Peace could happen at all. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I feel like it's been so long since we've recorded, but it's only been like two weeks. But for us, that's like an eternity. Yeah, that's a decade. Really, in the lives of the busy. <laughs> the lives of what? The lives of two parents of a now six-year-old that work, work full time. Yep, and had way more than here. forty hours a week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have family. Just moved, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's us. It is November twenty-ninth. 2022, if you're new here, uh, we talk about said busy lives of said busy married people, and then we talk about said movie from the movie title, because um, we own a lot of movies. And we have a lot to discuss today. Not about the movie, about, <laughs> about everything else we've been doing. Just everything else. About other movies that we've watched. Not this one in particular. It's only one, right? Oh yeah, I guess one. What was one other one you were thinking of? Well, we, Jillian watched a movie we haven't done for the podcast yet, but I guess that doesn't count. Tiny Toons? Oh, yeah, we, we can talk about it, yeah. We can talk about it. But, oh, we do. We have a few, okay, we have a few things. We have right. a few things so to let's, 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 let's cram this out so we can get the, the piece of shit. Crank it out. Don't, we're talking about some other daughter. Don't say crank it out. It's weird. So, one week ago today, our little one turned six years old. Um, it's been six years. Six years. And we're all still alive, so that's somehow a, the win in my book. Somehow. Um, it was a whirlwind week. Um, her birthday was good. Nothing too crazy. Had family over to uh, do some presents and do some arts and crafts. Then we went to Hibachi. Um, had a good time there. You got to spend the day with her. Um, you did a little spa day on Wednesday. Nice spa we day. Had a nice dinner. Monday, you guys did something Monday too. Oh, you got her haircut all done up in princessy on Monday. Um, Go all out, baller. Yep. And then. I haven't had my hair cut in like four years. So that tells you all you need to know. You can get your hair cut. No, I know I didn't. Yeah. I'm saying, like, it went out of the way. Get her hair done. She got her hair cut and styled and everything like that. Yeah, Meanwhile, hair, I'm over your, here. Yeah, here's your material. Yeah, exactly. Thursday was Thanksgiving. Um, trying to make a point about how mothers put everyone else before themselves. Get your, when you get your, get your fucking haircut. Don't blame that on her. I didn't blame her for anything. You're like, mothers make sacrifices. And, uh, well, they do. You can go get a haircut anytime you want. Okay, I'm going to go right now. Go. Stop the podcast. Yeah, good luck at 10, 15 at night. Find yeah. somebody to fucking cut your hair. I will. 
Thursday was Thanksgiving, which was a success. Turkey came out. Maybe about, I think it was my best turkey. Do I, do I dare say? I think it was the best turkey I've ever done. You're never going to be able to replicate it now that you said that. Oh, I know. I fucked it up now. Put that into the... Um, to the atmosphere. Although a bit of a, a bit of a damper on it, because by the end of the day, um, it was a very long, busy day of, of prepping food, and we played games with all the family, and had a great time. By the end of it, everyone's just like in that food coma. I think everybody fell asleep on the couch, except for me, because I started getting a kidney stone. Uh, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know this isn't the first for any time. length of time. It's you all know this is its head again. This is Mullet's Apex Mountain. That's not That's right. not... That is literally the... Not even the opposite. That is not even in the fucking ballpark of what the meaning of that is. Um, but it got you angry. Everything gets me angry. Yeah, when it comes to you and it comes to kidney stones. You're very ornery. I then spent the next three days still trying to have fun with Jillian and all the festivities we had planned... While constantly in fear of pain, um, I got like two hours of sleep that night because mm. the pain was there but was manageable until I tried to go to sleep and then I kept having to wake up and thinking I had to pee and I didn't have to pee by forcing piss out of my fucking dickhole. Um, Chris, nobody needs you to get that if graphic. If they want to hear the story, buddy. they're going to hear the fucking story. Nobody needs you to get that graphic. I have way too many drugs in my system that I put in them to not, try to not, deal with not, it. Not the right kind of drugs. No, not the drugs I wanted in my system. Like drugs to help me go to the bathroom and drugs to help with the pain. You overdosed on Flomax. <laughs> Basically. Uh, I read the label book. Um, it's gotten to the point where like it's now like... I, I hate that it's, like, manageable. Like, I don't want to have to be able to manage it because I've gone through it so many times in my life. And I've made the necessary changes, for the most part, in my life to, like, not experience this. Like, I'm not a soda guzzler like I used to be. You're a different kind of guzzler. Thanks, babe. Um, and then she's talking about cum. Uh, oh, and then, you know, you exercise. You have a lot more water. You stay hydrated. I mean, I, I do my best. I'm not a fucking angel by any means, but... Where I was when this started and where I am now are night and day and I shouldn't be having these things happen. So it's just, my body hates me and is trying to throw up through my dick. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I've, today was probably like my best day. I have a doctor's appointment next week to finally figure out what the fuck is hopefully going on once and for good. Even though I didn't like this doctor I went to the last time, but I was going to him because that's who I went to. Because it's the first time this has happened in almost three years. Um... So yeah, so I was able to, to get through it enough to where Friday we went to the Gaylord Palms for the second straight year for their massive ice festival. Went down a giant ice slide with Jillian on five different occasions. We did uh, ornament decorating, gingerbread house decorating. And uh, we... I experienced probably <laughs> the highlight of my weekend. Probably in the, midst the of all this the worst the worst. Thing I've ever experienced in my whole life was uh, this year. Last year was Elf, if you remember, for the podcast, and it was and we, and interactive. We the movie. It was yeah. really cool. And we watched The Grinch this year because we knew that The Grinch was the theme of the walkthrough this year. But there wasn't necessarily activities. It was just a bunch of like artistic li- displays of ice. The, of it was the scene ice in ice. So everything was nine degrees. So we it had to was, wear these giant parkas. It was the worst. It was the worst thing I've ever... I birthed a child. 
And it was the most uncomfortable I've ever been in. Mind you, I was just talking about how I was trying to pass a kidney stone for three or four days. In the ten minutes that Samantha like walked through this, she was in much more agony and misery than I was this entire time period. Like, I couldn't feel any part of my body. I have a picture body. of you that I'm going to get blown up to the size of like an entire wall. Yeah, you put it on that wall above the so stairs. fucking sad, and it's hilarious to me. Look, I thought it was going to be cold. I, was, I wear sweatpants all the time, okay? I'm always prepared, mm-hmm. right? I don't like it when it gets to be, you know, 65 degrees. I'm bundled up. I had socks and shoes on. I wasn't wearing flip-flops or anything. Crazy people walking around there in shorts. Fucking idiots. I had a sweatshirt, hoodie, everything. I was fucking free. I was dying inside. Like, honestly. I'm, I don't. I never want to do that again. I don't know how people can stand it. You get used to it. I was fine. I yeah, sure, yeah. cool. It was great. cold, cool, but cool, it was, cool, yeah. cool. We Why don't you have another kidney stone? We went down an ice slide, and then once you go down to your brother again, you fucking bitch. Um, we went down the ice slide there as well. I um, had a nice dinner that night. Um, you know, did every as much as we could uh, throughout you know the day, considering my condition. Um, Saturday was kind of the worst of it. I just, again, didn't get a lot of sleep. It's a, it seemed to, like, peak at night, unfortunately. Um, so Saturday, I spent most of the day in our late checkout just convalescing in bed. Um, you guys did a scavenger hunt when we were supposed to go out and do water slides in the pool and all kinds of things, and we weren't able to do it. Uh, but it was it felt good to, to come home Saturday night and kind of rest. Sunday still kind of happened a little bit, but I was starting to, like, be on the mend, and then Monday was back work so that was our uh our long lived but short yes i think julian i think julian had a good birthday um she said she did she 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 definitely noticed a change in her she's just very mature and like she's always outgoing but yeah she She has a memory on her and just some of the things come out of her mouth and the way she says them are hilarious i went i took her to her her doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. and the so we've been going to the same um, to the same RN since Jillian was born. She's the one who we went to for our first appointment. So she's seen her every appointment for the last six years, and she couldn't believe how different Jillian was. And she would ask questions, and like she'd be looking at me and asking me questions, and Jillian would just answer and. In detail, and, and and she was just so shocked. She's like, I normally just get like one word answers. I gotta pull things out of them. Jillian just tells the whole life story. Yep. She tells everything, and it was insane to watch. It make, brings me so much joy, but it makes me so sad yeah. because it's only a matter of time before she doesn't need me to. She's almost there now. Help her. Although with she things. did cry her eyes out tonight when you took a bandit off of her arm from Look, the shot man, she got. She's still so. only six. Yeah. I mean, come on. You put some meat on her bone. She lost two pounds over the course of a yeah, year. Yeah, but How she grew five this? inches. That's insane. Pretty crazy. She's gonna be taller than me. Um. So we still. So it's now it's the holidays. The tree's up. The house is as decorated as it's gonna get for Christmas. Um, which is literally just a tree and some of Jillian's drawing she did when she was a child. <laughs> we just scatter them throughout the yeah. house, and I have my Christmas blankets out. That's about. Yeah, that's, that's about, about it. as festive as we get. Um, but we're trying to be in the in the, the Christmas uh, the Christmas uh, season. Um, we're going to be going to Legoland next this upcoming weekend. So we'll report on that. Legoland. Uh, we did manage to um, cram in some viewings of some things throughout um, past. 
week or two weeks, I should say, um, because we it has been two weeks since we recorded. Um, I don't think it was anything else besides these two things we hadn't seen before. You kind of referenced earlier. Uh, we let Jillian, while we were getting the house finalized and ready, she watched some things she hadn't seen before we haven't done for the podcast. She watched Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. That shit holds the fuck up. It does. She, and she loved it. Yeah, she loved it. Uh, she watched Enchanted because we want to watch Disenchanted sometime soon. Um, I wa- I rewatched Nope today, um, which you have to watch, which I'm very happy to watch for a third time whenever you're ready to watch it. It's great. Um, while it's still on Peacock. I also watched the Teddy Hart uh, documentary, but it's neither here nor there. Um, that's a wrestling thing. Uh, the two things <coughs> that Excuse we me. did watch, I, I feel like we're still missing things. I don't know, I'll think of it. The two things that we did watch uh, that we haven't discussed with the podcast. First one was we watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, um, which we've basically since Actually watched, watched twice. Twice, because Jillian watched it with us and she liked it so much she wanted to watch it again. Um, and it was great. I, it was awesome. Uh, we were a little down on like the MCU, you know, universe, if, if you will. A- after phase four here. Yeah. And Disappointed after, a bit. <laughs> after Black Panther and everything. Um it, it was perfect. It was exactly what it needed to be. Get you in the holiday spirit. How can you go charming. wrong when you got swole Groot running around? <laughs> it's, it's spoiler. It's a lot of fun. Groot is swole. Check it out. Check it out. You'll enjoy it. Uh, and then a couple nights ago, we settled down and we watched just you and I, a Christmas story Christmas on HBO Max. Um, <coughs> the the almost 40 years in the making sequel. To Actual a, sequel. Yeah, not A Christmas Story 2, direct to DVD. Not My uh, my Summer. Well, those are actually like thing. spiritual sequels. Like They're sure. all still like Gene Shepard related. legitimate sequel. This is most of the original cast that are not retired or dead um, are in this one, naming notably, most notably Peter Billingsley. Um, and I was you were very... A- I was very much not wanting it in in. I, we didn't want it. when we th- when I, they I announced it, it. We we were not looking forward to it because we and we talked about it on the, the show. The pedigree is there. Of, the pedigree and like the the sequel slump, if you will. Not even a slump. It's bastardization. Is what to it is. an extent, yeah. Especially with how bad a Christmas story two is is considered like one of the worst movies ever made. And, like, what's the point of it? And the trailer came out, and I was like, okay, it still looks kind of weird, and the energy's kind of, you know, but, like, it didn't look like the worst thing ever. So we watched it, and I, I will say, like, the first, like, 30, 40 minutes, I was like, oh, this I is... I was like, oh, man. This is fine. This is, like, totally fine, but god damn, I wish this didn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There was wasn't like, anything offensive or exactly, bad with it. Exactly. But I was just like, this is just so unnecessary and, and cashing in on like the name of like it. Like it just takes away from some of the lore. Yeah. And then like the last hour, it kind of settled into like its own little thing. It is. And I thought it was a very sweet and nice epilogue to the original story that made me cry my eyes out. You, you were bawling. I, I just had tears out. streaming down my face you because. You were bawling. Because I mean, I, so I still cry watching the original Christmas story anyway. Um, I'm crying now talking about it. Uh, I, I just have a thing with, with fatherhood. 
Um, as evidenced by how much I love my daughter and, and, you know, my history of fathers in the past. We'll just, we'll just keep it at that. Um, so when I see sweet moments of fatherhood in film, it gets me, especially when it comes around the holidays and something that I, is a tradition in my household that I, I basically, me and my sister kind of made as we got older, as I got older, of watching this, you know, 24 hours a day when it was on TV. That moment of Ralphie getting the fucking gun just fucking gets me. And his dad being the answer the whole time. So for the movie to be so centered around, like, the memory of the dad, who's the best fucking part of that movie, one of my favorite movie characters ever, uh, and the way they treated it, and it being around, like, writing and stuff, it's like, oh, this was just made. Someone went into a boardroom and was like, let's make Chris Mullet cry, huh? Let's, <laughs> let's make a movie to make Chris Mullet cry. And that's what it did. So by, by the time it turned into that, um, you could very much see the warmth and the meaning behind it. They wanted to honor the legacy of Darren McGavin and what it means for people that love the movie. So it ended up being a nice, a nice surprise. I would still probably rate it like a six and a half or like a seven, maybe like being like polite and nice because the emotions it made me felt. It did have some awkward. Like, sure, it has some, some awkward of the pacing. Didn't work. Half these people haven't acted like in thirty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Awkward pacing. It was like but, a let's make all of the worst things that could happen happen. I also, I also was like, it has plenty of Easter eggs and plenty of homages, but it didn't feel like meta or beat you over the head with it. So I also appreciated that that it, it kind of had a little really bit of restraint. Sentimental. It was sentimental it was like and sweet. His sentiment of you know seeing. Everything like through his adult eyes, but like remembering what it was like when he was a kid, right? Because yeah. that was like the juxtaposition of like, yeah, all of that. But yeah, it, it made me cry too. It was really, I think it was really well done. I agree with all of your points. Um, but yeah, I, I then so if you like the original, it. give it a give it a watch. Give it a chance, you know. Um, I hope to, um, I don't know when the next time we're going to get to go to the movies is, um, 2025. I mean, <laughs> well, Avatar is coming out and I don't know if Jillian's going to be able to sit through three hours and 12 no, minutes of Avatar. No, she absolutely won't be able yeah. to. So we'll, so we'll have to figure that out. struggled with Doctor Strange. Yeah, we'll have to figure that so. out. Um, I'm desperately, will you be totally mad at me if I go see the menu and you're in Miami in two weeks? Yes, I really want to see it. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to go see this movie then. I don't know. Bring Jillian. We're not gonna, I'm not going to bring Jillian to the menu. I'm desperately trying to see the menu before it gets spoiled for me. I really want to see it as well. Um, well, we have no way of getting a babysitter in the next two weeks. So Yeah, we do. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll have to call in a favor to somebody and get, get a babysitter or something. Sometimes we haven't had a date in uh, a century, I feel like, at this point <laughs> since we moved. 2025. Since, since we moved, we haven't had just something to do with us. Besides, Correct. like, that... waiting for her to go to sleep and just being heathens in her own house, so. Well, yeah, we haven't had date night or anything. Yeah, we need, we need to get out and do that. We need to, we need to find Come, come somebody... babysit my child. Somebody. Yes, we need to find a babysitter to come watch our child so we can go do things. What's Jerry doing? I'm not going to leave her with Jerry, our neighbor. Uh, who, who do we used to... Call Suni. Call, uh... Okay. Call, uh... I'll it... call Justin. Call, call people. Yeah. She also, she barely needs a sitter anymore. You can't leave her here by herself. I know we sit. can't leave her here by herself, but like, they don't have to do anything. Just tell her to eat. That's it. That's all I gotta do. She'll be fine. We'll figure it out. 
Uh, let's finally, 20 minutes in, talk about the movie that we don't want to talk about, that I, we unfortunately had to watch, based on the rules of the podcast, so you know. Rules that you created, by the way. You These were, are your you rules. You signed off on them as well. So I didn't sign off on anything. On top your of random rules. movies and nominated movies. It's too many things. And everything. So what we've done is it's our wrap it up series. So every time we watch a movie, uh, once we acquire uh, its sequel or whatever is in its, its film franchise... We will then watch, as evidenced by, uh, in a few months, we'll be watching Sonic the Hedgehog 2, because we are getting it for Jillian for Christmas. We watched Sonic the Hedgehog this year, so we'll do Sonic the Hedgehog 2 when I fit in the schedule. Uh, This one was a late edition, because uh, earlier this year, we watched The Brave Little Toaster. I don't even remember why. We just let Jillian kind of pick a movie, and she picked The Brave Little Toaster. We had all the movies packed. It wasn't on Disney+. Plus. Because of the weird licensing to it all. We had to watch it on YouTube. And it looked and, it looked and sounded like shit. And we hated it. And, and, and then I'm unpacking... Did you watch it with your mom? We watched it with my mom, yeah. Um, and she just thought it was a documentary. <laughs> where, and then, no, we're unpacking. I found it. Yeah, we're unpacking and I go, oh shit. We actually have owned, on top of the Brave Little Toaster, its 1998 direct-to-DVD sequel... The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. Now, we don't own The Brave Little Toaster Goes to the Rescue. I'll get into it. Which apparently has a through plot to this movie. So here's what I found out. So The Brave Little Toaster Goes... uh, The Brave Little Toaster on the Rescue, whatever the fuck it is. Um, Sequentially, as you just said, is before Goes to Mars. Because there are characters in that that appear in this. They're like, oh, good to see you again. Yeah, great. No. I had no idea what was going on. However, Chris. we had the accurate uh, experience because the rescue one came out after this one. So this was released in like 98 and or 97 and then rescue came out in 98. So they actually fucked up the release of it. They came wow. out so we got the right the right effect. I don't know if that helps or hurts the cause. We are we will not see the rescue because this was just as painful. I believe it is your turn to read. It is, and to it doesn't, kick off get, the new, it doesn't to matter. Kick off the new challenge. Well, it does matter because it's a new challenge. It's this is perpetual. Every twenty five, it works. So clear the way. Excuse me, and you read the brave little toaster goes to Mars. Hold on, I gotta get ready. Let's see how you um see how you start us off here, buddy. Don't wave that in my face. This is great dead air. Don't wave that in my face. Don't wave it in your face. Don't you dare wave your finger in my face. All right. The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. Inspired by the critically acclaimed Parents' Choice Award winner, The Brave Little Toaster. I can't find the um, asterisk, so I'm not going to say who it's attributed to. Excitement awaits the entire family as all your favorite Electrical appliances, <laughs> toaster, lampy, radio, Kirby, and Blanky. Really creative names, I must <laughs> say. Return for their bravest adventure yet. Robbie, the master's baby, has been mysteriously beamed to Mars. Roll credits. It's up to our heroes, plus a houseful of new friends, a fan, microwave, calculator, bag of cheddar-flavored popcorn and the contraption in the junk drawer to reach for the stars and bring him safely home. Starring the voice talents of Farrah Fawcett, Carol Channing, Wayne Knight, and Alan King, and featuring all new songs, 
this delightful tale overflows with friendship and courage. For out of this world entertainment, Disney's The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars is one fun-filled mission your children will love. So one, one to get it started. Um, Can you, while you're in there, uh, because you have a separate spreadsheet than I do, um, because now everything's digital, I hate this already. Um, My cards, I missed my cards. Uh, Oh no, I still have my cards down here, I should probably get rid of these cards. Uh, The Brave Little Toaster, we watched uh, just a few months ago, if I'm not mistaken. We watched The Brave Little Toaster on March 22nd, on May 22nd, and we gave it a 3.75. So just a reference, I gave it a four and a half, you gave it a three. Uh, This was worse. (laughs) This was so much worse. I, I don't know if it was so much worse, so... I mean, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I have a big overarching question when it comes to this. So we've... At this point now, you know, over the course of fucking eight and a half years of this this project, seen so many kids' movies, quote unquote, from our childhood, and that both counts for things that we actually experienced in our childhood, like Happily Ever After and The Rescuers and DuckTales the movie and things like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and then things like this that, correct me if I'm wrong, you had never seen this before, right? N- no. Right. So things that we didn't experience in our childhood that we're now experiencing as adults, would this be better or worse had we seen this when it came out? I probably would have loved this had I seen it when it came out. I don't even... So I, I mentioned to you and I even but mentioned I Jilly. it now. I even mentioned to Jilly recently. Um, I forget what her and I were doing and we were, I was asked, we were talking about movies and TV shows and stuff we didn't like. And she asked me what, like, my least favorite movie is, or, like, one when I was her age. And I told her that me, my mom, and my grandma went to go see uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland when I was, like, five or six years old. Have you seen Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland? You just put three movies together. It's on Amazon that Prime. I found uh, it on exist. Amazon Prime, no, and I was going to add it. that Slumberland movie with Jason no, Momoa is on Netflix. It's based off of The Little Prince, vaguely, and there's also, I think, another Little Nemo book or something. And it was the, it was, I hated it. And everyone loves it, apparently. But it was so bad, we left, because I was like, Mom, I don't like this. Get me out of here. Um, so even as a kid, like, I knew when I didn't like stuff. I didn't like Fantasia. There was other ones I just didn't care for. Did or you not like Fantasia? It just sucks. It's just a bunch of classical music with fucking a bunch of colors. It's a fucking Windows Media Player with a mouse. Um, You're so uncouth. <laughs> So I, I feel like I like my bullshit meter was up on some things. This I, I there's no way of telling. I just know now that this, just like the first one, is just one of the most bullshit stories. Yeah. So so I've ever seen on film. Yeah. So we also watch a lot of TV for this um, podcast, and one of the things that we like to do is watch Nailed It with Jillian, and I love Nailed It. It's it's a wonderful show, and. One of our favorite, my favorite part of the whole show is Nicole Byers. I mm-hmm. think she's the lifeblood of that show. And, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate her commentary. I think she, she does a great job um, when interacting with the contestants. And I don't think I ever really appreciated what she meant when she said, like, she puts a piece of cake in her mouth <sighs> and she's like, this is wild. <laughs> and I, I, I don't think I ever appreciated how deep that goes until I saw this movie. And that's what I'm going to... This is wild. Like, it's wild in the sense that, like, 
how the fuck did people think this was a good premise? Oh, let's send these appliances to Mars in 1998, which isn't even a thing. With a fan and a laundry basket as their vehicle. I'm not going to litigate, like, how the travel works or any of that. We're talking about talking appliances here, right? Sure, sure. However, if I can turn to Stephen A. Smith for half a second. However, you you, you got to give me something more than what you gave me. It's just wild. Like, the movie's just wild. It's wild that... It's just wild that it exists. That that they continued with these characters. It's wild that yeah, like they're this not... guy kept these appliances for over twenty fucking years. So I wrote... and they were still working and they were used regularly. So Toy Story works because you have an emotional attachment and like memories to these items, right? Completely like, different. No, 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 no. I'm making. I'm making. Toys. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's what I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. Don't jump all Stop over me. Stop touching me. I'm going to punch you because I'm getting real agitated with this movie. So Toy Story works because you, as a, as, a, as a person, I could be like, oh man, I had my Buzz Lightyear or Woody. It was this or that. And I was sad when I lost or I got rid of it or when I had fun with it and my imagination. I wish that happened, you know. Um, like that's how that movie works. I've never missed a toaster. I've never missed a vacuum. I've never missed a radio. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't attach myself to it. And they don't do a good enough job of giving the characters nothing but, like, funny voices. Right, or, they or don't they give don't, them personality. Like, Blinky's kind of a whiny little baby bitch, just like they were in the first one. And they become, like, a surrogate to this real baby in this movie. And then the toaster... It, like in this one, like kind of struggles with being a leader, which like at least they gave it a bit of a deal. And there was the first one; they had nothing. It was look, just the look. vacuum's kind of mad, and the radio is John Lovitz, who I miss dearly in this. I can't believe I'm saying that, and like kind of was like the pop culture guy, and the and the lamp was a little cantankerous. Like they just had like deep, like minor deals that they thought were full characterizations, and they weren't. And in this. They just doubled down on that with even more fucking appliances. Right, right, right. And 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 I think also the thing is, like, you know, as Jillian grows up, I'm going to pass things down to her, right? Like, I'm going to pass her down, like, my favorite, my favorite, you know, jeans that I can't wear anymore because I'm too big, yeah. right? Or yeah. I'm going to pass down. Like, she wore one of my baby onesies, right? Like, I, I pat, my mom gave that to me. I sure. put her in that, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. hold it for her to give her kids. Um, you know, I have a... a a baby blanket and a doll, right? Uh, not a not a vacuum. I'm not gonna give her my vacuum. Like I'm not gonna pass down my toaster. I'm gonna be like, hey, Jilly. Here's this new fangled appliance. It's here's brand a, new. Here, here, here's this. This works Used great. toaster and used bagged vacuum. Not even cordless now. Here, here's this lamp. Here's, here's a hindrance to what you need to do in your life. Here's an electric blanket. <laughs> Look, don't show it. You've wanted a heated blanket for quite some time. Look, that's different. Um, I'm not going to play with it. So here's the other problem. Here's the other problem. So there's two main problems. So it's a Disney musical. All the songs suck. 
Look. There's I, four songs. What they're the all, fuck was this They're song? all terrible. The, so the last song, like the Home Again song, as they're coming back, it's supposed to be like this emotional crescendo and like all the memories, the appliances have had with this family. And like, I just don't care because they're appliances. No, and like, and they I haven't done anything to adhere to me. That song didn't bother me as much as the, the song when the baby is born. Yep. And the baby is... The baby song. The baby song. It was, it was wild. It was It was wild. putting me to sleep. It was it, wild. It, I fell asleep. You fell asleep much later, but like the early part of it, I was sitting here and I was like, oh my God. No, this is, but, this but is so bad already. It was, it, you know, a song, it's supposed to like set the mood. Like it's supposed to help, um, you know, with, with some of that background um, and like setting up, setting the stage. It's not supposed to have exposition yeah. in it. And just be a placeholder for dialogue. Because that's what I felt like it was. It was. And then you had a montage of like the baby, you know, quote unquote, growing up. It's still a fucking baby. Uh, it, this movie took place over like two days. The baby fucking was born. Then it learned how to crawl and walk. And uh, what? Wild. I just Wild. Wanted, is it bad that I wanted the baby to like... Like stick one of the appliance plugs in its mouth. <laughs> Just be like, give me wild. Give That's me exactly what to... the baby would do. That's exactly what a baby would do. You know how I know that? Because I've had a baby. Yeah. And I have to stop her from doing that. So this is what people are probably thinking at home now at this point. Um, didn't you say this movie is called They Go to Mars? <laughs> how do they go to Mars? Well, let me to tell you in a high level uh, overview quickly. No, nobody's fucking thinking that, bro. Uh, the the contraption in the junk drawer, which is a hearing aid, right? Yeah, yeah, that that's a hearing. Yeah, it's a hearing aid. Uh, has been communicating with aliens or something Wait, on the planet Mars. I'm sorry, but you you left out the most important part about this. The hearing Jewish aid. hearing aid. Excuse me. It's a Jewish hearing Excuse aid. Excuse me. Uh, it, it, it's very Jewish. Not what I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, Albert Einstein's hearing aid. Yes, because who happened also to be Jewish. Yes, because of course they lived in the house that Einstein used to live in, and none of them knew it. Has been communicating with something on Mars and wants to get sent. Wants to get beamed up to Mars, uh, and oh darn, the baby gets in the way. So the appliances, with the help of their their supercomputer friend, who we are supposed to have already met, <laughs> Bill Murray's brother, <laughs> and we understand the helps them connection. with the power of the microwave popping popcorn and Carol Channing wait, as wait. a fan. Carol Fanning, <laughs> the microwave. Popping popcorn out of the bag. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. It's just the kernels are popping, and it, and it's... Wayne Knight is a microwave, and Carol Channing is a fan. Powers these appliances to fly to Mars. They all go in a laundry basket. Yep. And they a go... A full-size toaster. They go... And to... a full-size vacuum. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to Rose and Jack... And a radio. It. I'm not going to Rose and Jack figure out if they can fit in a laundry basket, Okay. All I'm saying is, That's I a, need one of those big-ass laundry baskets you don't need to put my baskets. clothes in. So they go to Mars, and it and they meet Viking 1, the thing that took pictures of Mars. <laughs> There's also a Christmas ornament there that's an angel that can talk. I, this sounds like I'm just making shit up. It's a Mad Lib. And it's a Mad Lib. It, it's such garbage. The baby's in a bubble. That's how it's surviving on Mars. Because remember, it's Mars. You can't breathe on Mars. But how did it get into the bubble? Fuck they just know. put it in a bubble? I don't know. Like, so... I just, I'm not And then sure. they're taken to the Supreme Commander that uh, is trying 
I don't understand. I have no time for other appliances <laughs> interrupting you right now. Shut up! Um, this is how they're going to take over the world. Uh, oh, wait. You missed something very important. What did you I miss? You missed a significant important? scene oh, did I? in the movie. Did I? When they first are in their laundry rocket and they're going up in space. Mm-hmm. Oh, a herd of balloons. <laughs> the most ludicrous scene in a movie. It's a song. That I've ever seen. Like some hippy dippy balloons come and sing. Like a Jerry Garcia balloon sings a song about Woodstock as they're going to Mars. Well, no, they're not. I mean, they're, they're just floating in the atmosphere, dude. Like, it, All right, dude. I just... So, let me tell you something about balloons. You, sh- <laughs> you shouldn't let balloons out into the atmosphere because while they may rise, helium, as you can tell from these balloons here, I got blown up mm-hmm. for Jillian's birthday, right? Helium exits the balloon and they stop floating. Mm-hmm. And then they end up in the ocean and animals eat them and get stuck in their stomach and they die, right? Like, that's part of the problem that we have um, in this world, like, actual problem mm-hmm. in the world. Right, they, don't, but, they don't float up to Mars. Right, yeah, but Samantha, they're also singing to a talking toaster, so I don't think that's, that's part of the problem. Why did, balloon, why did it have to be balloons singing to them? That, like, why? Ludic- wild, man. It had to be wild. I've been trying to, to continue my my yeah, brief you, synopsis quickly. But you you you're, right, you're missing significant right. parts. I was of talking this about movie. the songs and I forgot. That's all the songs. Significant. The baby song, the balloon song, the home again song, and then the song that the Supreme Commander sings uh, and the Toaster sing by two people that don't even know how to fucking sing. Alan King is so bad at singing that they had to bring Jim Cummings, veteran voice actor Jim Cummings, who also can't really sing. To sing the third song in the movie. Uh, so he's trying to uh, send a, a missile or a rocket or some horse shit Wait, but to all... destroy Earth. Stop interrupting because me. Let me finish this. hundreds of appliances already on Mars. No, there's really millions. You know, I hear the vote, vote count? when Because now oh, they're going to vote millions? for who the Supreme Commander is. The I toaster know. won like 106 million to one. Because the toaster voted against itself. Brave little toaster. I'm like the dumb little toaster. The dumb fucking toaster. Um, and so because of that, uh, it turns out the Supreme com- uh, Computer this whole time has just been the other hearing aid in a refrigerator trying to communicate to his brother, get him back, which was kind of sweet. But then it just became like two old guys at Carnegie Deli talking to one another, but his appliances on bars. How big was that refrigerator that that hearing aid was in? Pretty big. It was pretty big. Yeah. You know why it was pretty big? Because there was an ice tray. Yep. That a full-size toaster mm-hmm. and a full-size vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. and a full-size radio and a lamp. Look, let's not, let's not get into compartments because at one point the brave little toaster Went was... into the ice bucket, ice compartment tray and used it as a boat. This, this hearing aid... And there is now water on Mars. This hearing aid impersonating Confirmed. as this refrigerator was so mad about, like, being left there that it was going to end Earth. And then upon seeing it's, like, brother's like, oh, just take me back with you. Well, yeah, because he, he ended up, so so one hearing aid was with Albert Einstein and mm-hmm. moved to the new country, whatever. This, it was great. this is a Disney-directed DVD movie. Yeah, this other one was with a Nazi, apparently. <laughs> 
Dr. Von Von Frankenfurt. Like, I don't even know, remember the name. It was some, like, elaborate name where it's like, he made us do things. Like, oh, God. All he talked about was bombs and... and I watched this five hours ago. I blocked it out so much. I was waiting for Jillian to start asking questions about it, and she didn't, thank goodness. But yeah, it was like so. You call from school. Your kid came home talking about uh, came to school talking about Auschwitz. What'd you guys do? Yeah. Well, I watched the Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. So so yeah, it was it was bonkers. Like it doesn't answer the nature versus nurture uh, question though. Not bonkers in a fun no, no, no. good way bonkers at all. As bonkers as in, in a, like I have never why is that any the idea story? what's going on? Why why does that if they want to go to if they want to if you want to get interplanetary with your appliances, why are we saving a baby? And why is it hinging on these hearing aids from famed scientists? Like, and why are they singing? Why is the toaster crying? Why? Why, 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 why? Uh, I, I have no idea who the characters are. They've added so much, so many characters. We talk about the hearing aids. We talk about Wayne Knight is a microwave. Carol Channing is a fan. Farrah Fawcett. As an angel. No. Oh, she wasn't the angel? She's the Fawcett! You're oh, kidding me, right? <laughs> Who was the voice of the angel? That's Kate Susie. That's one of like a better character, veteran character oh. uh, voice actor. It's one of the Rugrats characters. Wow. Farrah Fawcett. Hmm. I can't believe I just had to explain that to you. Mind you, she's in like, she has like four lines. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, then like some smarmy, like stereotypical rat for no reason. Yeah, like why was the rat in on it? Yeah. Like, why why, why is there a rat in the house? Maybe because this guy's got shitty, smelly appliances hanging around everywhere. 20 year old appliances. It's just bad. I, I don't see how, like, the first one is endearing. I think just because of repetition. This, like, everyone knows, like, this and the other one are not good. But, like, just just wipe these from the record. Like, don't, like, don't put these on anybody. Like, just don't. Right. Like, this and the other one are on Disney+. Plus. I get it's, like, a totalitarian, like, oh, everything's on Disney+. Plus. Nah, no, one, no one needs to see this. This is bad. This, is, this was a waste of our, of 73 minutes of my life after work that we could have been spent, like, doing arts and crafts, or doing anything else with our daughter. She liked it because she's still has that She's sick weird taste. Yeah. I, I don't the only positive, if I had to say something I liked about the movie, besides like maybe a half of a performance, was um, like I said, they gave the toaster like kind of more of an arc. Because mm-hmm. I think my complaint last time was like, why is it called the brave little toaster? It's not like it does anything really, you know, hip hip hooray. You know, this one at least it's like kind of you know tries to stick up for its fellow appliances and save the baby, and you know, and yeah. is held and, back when it tries to stop the rocket from and made Earth. the hearing aid get into his crumb tray <laughs> so he could go stop the rocket. I wrote down, man, I don't want to see this crumb tray. That sounds gross. I don't want to see the brave little toaster's crumb tray. That sounds like literally something that a I. Child predator says, <laughs> luring somebody in their van. Hey, want to come see my cr- my crumb tray? He's like, no, get away from me. <laughs> fucking disgusting. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
And then like the, there's like a C plot of this ornament wanting to get back to Earth because it, it was just there to keep the Viking one company and it sacrifices its clothing to power them back, which it's it's just made out of human hair and cloth. So how did that microwave not blow up? If I put human hair and a cloth in the microwave right now, it's probably going to explode, right? Like guessing. Give me some of your hair. No. You want to cut it? Give me some of your Take hair. Take it up off the floor. No. I... Think about it, the, the Christmas ornament in Viking One have a moment. What is that sentence? Yeah, I was, I was, I, I put it in here, said, so the, the angel and the satellite are in a relationship? No, they're not. Like a long, di- they're going to try long distance <laughs> They're going to try now? to stay in touch. <laughs> like, I was yeah. confused on whether this was platonic. Look, I get sending, like, the son of Sam a, a, a letter in the mail to prison. But, <laughs> you know, an angel Christmas ornament, trying to keep in touch with a satellite on Mars. That's eh, a little much for me. I hate that this is, like, so many people's last performances. I know. So this is DeForest Kelly who was uh, Bones in the original Star Trek. He's Viking 1. Thor Ravenscroft, who's like a legendary voice of Tony the Tiger and the Grinch, um, is the voice of the vacuum. And Carol Channing, this is like her last real performance as the fan, um, even though she didn't die for another like 30 years, I feel like. Is this really like her last thing? Hmm. Yeah, so last, this is, appears to be her last film. Oh, no, she did other voices and stuff. Wait, where's... Oh, this is TV. Oh, man, this is her last film. Her final performance in a non-documentary. Oh, she, you know what she also was in? Happily Ever After and Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. God damn it, <laughs> See, Carol it's a movie. Channing. She's the narrator. Well, of course I was. Hey, how are you? That's not Carol Channing at all. That's... that's it's Carol Fanning. That's, that's pedophile Winnie the Pooh. Well, I, my Carol Channing is just Ryan Stiles doing Carol Channing. It's so good to see you. You would nope, that's not it at all. You're like Baltimorean. Um, did you like anything about the movie? No, <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> How wild it was! It, I mean, it was just I. I can't say anything good. I, uh, I hear you. I hear you there. Well, I guess we get, we have to get into performances, because uh, there's so fucking many of them. Um, MVP or LVP, who do you want to start with? My MVP list is tiny. I am indifferent. So, for MVP, I have two. The, like, the original hearing aid grew on me, I guess. Uh, that's just if I had to like name somebody that's besides like my actual winner, you know, they, I, I don't see why like so many of these characters had like their actual backgrounds as part of the characters. Like why it was this elderly hearing aid, you know, essentially a rabbi. Okay. Sure. Um, my winner is uh, Stephen Tobolowski as the calculator. <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think maybe that calculator... The cal- of all the new characters, the calculator fit in the best. I think he had the right energy, because it was basically just 
Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day as a calculator. Yeah. His energy fit, and I'm just a sucker for the guy. Um, besides that, I, I couldn't even drum up with any enthusiasm for anybody else. Yeah. You're fine with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. So Steven Tobolowski is your MVP of the Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. Because uh, everybody else, um, whoever they had, uh, you know, Lampy and uh, Blanky. Blanky was actually uh, the kid from Santa Claus and Dunstan Checks In, that little fucking Well, he kid. could go fuck himself. Well, we named Blanky, I think, the LVP in the first one. It's, it's not the LVP in this one either. Well, no. Yes. No, I, I have four other candidates <laughs> instead. Um, uh, Deanna Oliver doing the voice of the toaster. Again, just like doesn't give anything for me. Wayne Knight is just Wayne Knight. Carol Channing is just Carol Channing. Uh, who do you have for LVP? Look, I did not like... Anybody really? Sure. I didn't. I was not a fan of Ratso. I did not like Ra- Ratso. Was the Ratso, first one I wrote down. Ratso. I didn't like Ratso. I was like, it's a meaningless character, and I also think it was like not well done. I feel like they tried to make it like a Rizzo from the Muppets. Oh, one hundred percent. And like seeing like what they've done like on like the Muppet Babies because like I watched that with Jillian a yeah. lot. It's like you can't even compare like the characterization and stuff like that. This was a very much subpar. Yeah, it was like the um, stereotypical, like, hey, I'm like kind of from New York and I'm a rat. How's it going? Let me help out here. You hey, know? that's pretty good. Thanks. Good. I have a ratso impression. Sweet. That'd be <laughs> handy. <laughs> yeah, so that was the first one I wrote down. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down Carol Channing, because it's just Carol Channing as a fan. You know? Yeah. Was that a fan? Was not a fan of Carol Channing either, but. You know, honestly, I feel like she did at least some stuff, like, uh, complained a little bit about, if I knew I was going to be on the bottom, I wouldn't have come, or something, whatever. You're talking about my Carol Channing. Yep. Um, I really didn't like the Overlord Supreme Master. That's my winner. Alan King is my winner. He's just a terrible actor. He just should stick to being the Roast Master General. And... They had to replace him when it came time to sing a song. He couldn't sing a song. That's literally the definition of least valuable. If you are like the main villain and you have to get dubbed by another person to sing, just get that person to do the character. Right, right, exactly. Why are you even fucking here, dude? I thought if Ratso had been in it more, 100% of a bullet would have been my answer. But like, once I go to Mars, he's back on Earth, uh keeping the the baby monitor in check because that was plot number f that they only went back to i think once well yeah because this all took place in one night they went to mars in back in a laundry basket in one night while the parents Parents were sleeping i can't but honestly can't blame them no, God, no. Nope. I don't. I totally if get it. If child services gets called. That was the most believable thing in the movie to acquitted me. Acquitted on all charges. This could have happened over the course of 10 hours in the evening. Yep. Yes, they would have slept light. through it. Yeah. Yes. When I, I go to bed the night, Jillian could literally go walk to Tampa and back. And I'd be like, good for her. <laughs> I bet you Yes, did. I know. You often sleep through. 
her her wake ups. She was up today at five thirty in the morning. Oh, that woke me up. I just went right back to sleep. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I just went about living my life. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, yeah, it's Alan King. Alan King. We're gonna King. put the monitor on your side of the bed. Go for it. Uh, by the way, you have no right to talk because just a couple nights ago, when I was in the middle of trying to pass fucking kidney stones, <laughs> you're dead to the world, and I was like, I'm just gonna let her sleep because. That way at least one of us is sleeping. And then Jillian's coughing up a storm. I got up and gave her water and woke her up. You had no fucking clue or idea. The Look. monitor's right next to you and she's... <laughs> coughing up a storm. Pretty sure I took a sleeping pill. Yeah, well, it works. Yeah, I took an Ambien. Get, get those, get those uh, refills. Let me tell you, they're worth the money. Um, so Alan King will be joining our multi-time LVP list because he was the LVP for Rush Hour 2. Because he is the, uh, he's Stephen Rain, the owner of the Red Dragon. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Only reason I know who Alan King is, uh, initially was he was on the original, um, New York City Friars Club roasts back in the late 90s, early 2000s on Comedy Central. He was the original Roastmaster General, um, before basically Jeff Ross took it over. He was the host of the Hugh Hefner one, the Drew Carey one, uh, the Jerry Stiller one, all those. That was Rob Reiner. That was Alan King's gig. So, yeah, Alan King is the, uh, the... LVP. He ain't gonna be in Brave Little Toaster... Four. <laughs> Four. God, please tell me there will never be any more of these fucking movies. Um, and it sucks because, like, I love the animation style. Because it's a throwback. It's, like, what was prevalent at the time. We'll never get it again. But even still, I look at it now... And, like, this looked and sounded so much better than the last one because we actually were able to play it on DVD as opposed to the YouTube. YouTube, right, right. Um, but I look at it and I see I'm just like, this is, this is just, get some computers at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's. No. It's just, it's just better. Uh, I miss Lovitz so much in this. Um, not to say he was, like, amazing in the first one, but at least he, you know, I, I just felt like there was, these direct-to-DVD projects are just normally... So transparent for just make us money. And this felt the same yep, way to me. Yep. And the way that the reverence for the Brave Little Toaster is, I felt it should never be that way. Particularly because, you know, a lot of the people in this, like Joe Ramph, oh, he had nothing to do with this. Never mind. He was already working on Pixar. I was like, I saw he got a credit, but it was just because it was attributing to him the characters that he helped create. So never mind. He's he's a saint. Rest in peace. It's fine. Um, yeah, I, I'm i actually very fortunate we don't have the other one. My last note was Tim Anderson's first word was vacuum. It's of course, true. The, the movie ends. You're like, oh, see, it's a Christmas movie. It fits. It's great. It's Christmas morning. This uh, baby months later, running around the house. Yep, and its first word is vacuum. No. The oh, first word is, is toaster. Toaster. Uh, and then he goes into the other room. And starts bringing all the appliances in. Climbs up on the counter, unplugs the toaster. The toaster's probably unplugged. Brings it down into the room. Goes and gets the vacuum and wheels it in. Where the fuck do these people keep these appliances? Have they heard of baby proofing? It's a different time, baby. It was the 90s. I don't give a fuck. I think my house is baby proofed. Are you kidding me? There was no gate in front of the steps. But you go up there, figure it out. <laughs> That's what my mom's philosophy was. Don't go up the stairs if you're going to come down the steps yourself. You didn't have stairs in your house growing up, did yes, you? Yes, I did, yeah. yeah. We had, we had a two-story house. 
In an Ohio? Yeah. Did you get, get We're the stuck ugliest up there? blue carpet known to man. Did you get stuck Our up carpet there? looked like the cookie monster had just matted ejaculate all over him. <laughs> it was disgusting. It sounds like yep, it. Yep, and I would crawl up those steps with my hands and knees. <laughs> Getting cum everywhere. Oh. Gross. <laughs> oh, fur mullet. No, oh, no, that's no, wrong. We gotta, we gotta score it and wrap Do it up. Do we have here. to? I oh, think yeah. everyone knows what we're gonna give this movie. Well, I don't know. Uh, anything else? And the Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. Wild. Like, it's almost wild. wild to the point where, like, it's 73 minutes. It could, it could be worse. It could be longer. Even though I did start checking it, like, 35 minutes, how much longer we had. I went and cooked dinner. You did. Um, you were like, can I go cook dinner? It's like, there's half an hour left. No, it takes five minutes. So once there was actual five minutes left, you, you went and got dinner ready and still finished watching from, from the kitchen. Uh, where he used all the various appliances. And none of them tried to uh, go to Mars or save your life, so... And I'm probably going to throw away half of them in the next two years. Probably. For better technology. Or just newer things. Anything else for this movie? Wild. What is your score? I don't even know. What did I give the other one? You're the first one of three. Yeah, I think that's appropriate for that. And this is worse. Um, You know, it was just bad. I just... I just didn't get it. I was not into this movie. There was nothing redeeming about these characters. Nothing that attached me to them. And uh, I thought that it was the most bizarre thing I've seen in a long time. I'm giving this movie a one. Wow, you're not a one. I did not like it. I mean, I thought the first one was a three. This one was way worse. This is bad, but it's not one bad to me. Um, that's why you're an idiot. It's two. It's a two. It's still bad. It's that's a two. It's uh, it's it's very hard to watch because the story is balderdash. The characters are one note and obnoxious. The songs are terrible, and it's just it's just, it's just a, it's just a cloying time at the movies that I don't want to ever have to visit ever again. Um. And it's 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 indicative of this era of Disney and just let's make a fucking profit, which is probably coming back now. We found out that Disney Plus is going up like thirty dollars a month. So no, thirty dollars for the thirty dollars for the year. <laughs> um, so that is a one point five for the Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. Um, and that is that. Next week. Now that uh, we've wrapped it up, we will get back to our regular programming with our Can't Pick Movie 7, then my Christmas-dominated movie the night before, then the special movie we selected to watch for Christmas, Ace and the Christmas Miracle, and then it is your birthday. It is. The last podcast of 2022. Have you chosen a movie? I think so. What movie are we watching to end the year for your birthday? Now, this is a lot of pressure now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can do this any longer. Um, so I, I previously asked about if we had owned some movies. We recently digitalized our movie list, and mm-hmm. we have 2,000 movies on there, and I think that we're missing some because I was looking for movies that I couldn't find on the list. So, so you need to go there and fix the list. Yeah, so, so I, I you know, was toying with watching something that 
I've been wanting to watch for a while. Not necessarily Jillian appropriate. Um, so I think I'm going to choose for my birthday a movie that is Jillian appropriate. Um, a Pixar movie, which is obviously one of the best. Okay. Um, I'm going with A Bug's Life. Interesting. Okay. Because I don't think Jillian's seen it. Um, I think she would appreciate it. And okay. I want to start getting all of those knocked out. Yeah, we've done a lot we've of them. We've done a so. lot of them. I want to I wanna keep it up so we can kind of, you know, okay. so a, expose Jillian to those a little bit more. So A Bug's Life will be your Christmas movie. and that'll, My birthday Or your movie. birthday movie. And that will end 2022. Then we have our nominations. Then we've randomly selected 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Then it is my birthday movie, which I can go ahead and name what my birthday movie is going to be now because I've already made the decision because I don't know when else I'm going to get a chance to see it if not for the podcast. It is what many people thought is the best movie of this year. Oh, God. And it is uh, our movie for the Movie League, and it is going to be a front runner at the Academy Awards. And I'm tired of people being like, you haven't seen this? So we're going to be watching everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, good. For the podcast uh, for my birthday. Awesome. Then the guest star series will hopefully be coming back in January uh, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We'll see what happens there. And then, because you won the reading challenge to kick off February... You get to pick any movie for us to watch as well. Do you have that movie selected? This is also a hard one. Mm-hmm. Okay, because, you know, I, I want to... Re- read me again what we're doing. Read me the order of the movies. Let me hear it. Seven, The Night Before, uh-huh, Ace uh-huh. and the Christmas Miracle, uh-huh. A Bug's Life, uh-huh. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh-huh. Everything Everywhere All at Once, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, this movie. Yeah, okay. So So we got, you know, we're a little light, then we get a little heavy... Um, I'm gonna go with something light then. I was gonna, I was gonna go with deranged movie, but I'm gonna go with uh, a fun one. Think that uh, will. Jesus Christ! I think I could do this. Young Frankenstein. I don't think I've nominated it before. Well, you could do anything you want. Oh, I could do anything I do want. Anything you Young want. Frankenstein. Oh, that'll make Rich happy. It's one of Rich's favorite movies. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. Well, this will be fun. And it's great because it's, it's what? February? It's the first episode in February. Oh, great. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, it'll be like our rich Samantha mullet anniversary movie. Yeah, that's gross. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> let's celebrate. Just one year I gave Rich a bear before I gave you an anniversary present. That's all that it was. I haven't celebrated it since, so don't try to make it a thing now, please. Um, cool. Well, that's our schedule through February, so we are booked up and ready to go. Um, and hopefully, then it, eh, like one of these is going to be just as bad as this. <laughs> it's the Christmas miracle. It's probably going to be a great movie. We're going to love it. Um, We're going to watch it every year. Hot garbage. We're going to watch it every year. That's probably one of Charlie's favorite movies. All the goodwill I was talking about that I I have with John Lovitz is going to be out the window because he's the voice of the horse. That's probably one of Charlie's favorite movies. Well, we'll ask her. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Just like the other podcasts in our network, uh, The Blank Slate, that we are currently on. The Chicken Draft just dropped. Chicken Draft. Great episode. Make sure you give it a listen. Uh, that's also wherever you get your podcasts. 
uh, patreon.com slash arcade for bonus content facebook.com slash marriedmovies at marriedwmovies on twitter marriedmovies at gmail.com let us know what you think of the show for me at your host mall 38 on instagram for you at jam with your sam also for me arcadeaudio.net slash podwoggle for my retro wrestling diary i think i missed a week when i was already advertising this but whatever great american bash 1997 will be this week's episode as long as i get it tight just check it every single friday and if there's new stuff then enjoy it read it have fun um i can't do it every week now because i'm way too fucking busy yay anything else I need a, you know what I need? A typewriter that's voiced by, like, Michael Richards that can just... Not Michael Richards. <laughs> I was thinking of Seinfeld because I'm late night. A typewriter... Who would my typewriter be voiced by? A typewriter voiced by Christopher Lloyd that can just type away all of my retro diaries for me. And, and, or a computer. It's modern. A computer voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. Wild. <laughs> For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Flash the movies. This is going to the garage to sell, right? Oh, absolutely. Right away. Give it away. Home again. Home again. Safe and content. Glad to be home again. Still glad we went. Never know when we'll be called. To bravely sail the skies But we all know that once we do Home is our prize Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net